1: Yes. <laughs> in school That's right. uh, with Ziggy and Ziggy uh, Rodriguez. Here. R- Rodriguez. <laughs> so um, so glad you guys are here and Chipper because Thanks we are speaking And Tom, you did us an extra favor. Uh-oh. Uh oh. No, no, you did. It was a favor. You brought in the mailbag. Yes. Uh, we have not had the mailbag opened up in that. a while. But you know what? We love when we get mail. Uh, And certainly, we get emails all the time, uh, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe dot com. You can send me an email. But also, we love our snail mail. That's the
2: coolest mail of all.
1: What the snail mail? Yes. Yeah, and this one is exceptionally cool. Yeah. And so I open up the bag. (laughs) Y'all hear the sound effects? I do. Welcome to (laughs) Radio (laughs) Land. And uh, and so this one this one comes all the way from Red Bank, New Jersey. So decorated. uh, It's decorated. This is uh, yeah. yeah, This is from Richard, Um, and uh, so I mean, look at the envelope. I mean, it's got like a sun drawn on it with with a a yellow highlighter. It's got a yellow highlighter to like the sun's rays.
0: Yeah, I like it. And a cross.
1: Yes, that's right over the word personal. Yes, and it's to the Catholic Cafe Care Care of Deacon Jeff Wrzesinski, and he spells my name correctly, which I'm extremely uh, excited about. Gets an A plus for that. And uh, in his return address, he describes himself as listener slash philosopher. Oh, yeah, so that's kind of nice. Um, I didn't know that we had any philosophers who were also listeners.
2: I'll just tell you, I automatically know I cannot compete.
1: You can't compete? I don't
2: have a philosopher's brain at all.
1: No, I think you actually, you're like an everyman's philosopher. You think so? You're like, <laughs> should I have my egg scrambled or fried? <laughs> I, you know? A, I <laughs> you didn't have a, friend, a reason. He, was, he was graduating Sprinkles from... <laughs> or no sprinkles? <laughs>
0: of chicken and egg thing. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I had a friend who was graduating from uh, Columbia with a uh, degree in philosophy, and and I asked him, what are you going to do with your philosophy degree? And he said, well, I'm either going to get a job at a good philosophy company, <laughs> <laughs> or or I'm going to become a freelance thinker. <laughs>
2: there you go.
1: Which means he's going to live in his mother's basement for a long, long time. All right, so let's, let's read this letter that came to us uh, from Richard in Red Bank, uh, New Jersey. Uh to the Catholic Cafe Memphis Tennessee attention Deacon Jeff D from Richard Hello and best wishes for continued success of your media programs the question is now this is a, cool he handwrote this i know but he handwrote in all caps this part
2: oh the question is
1: the question is the ignored gu- 900 pound gorilla we all ignore okay that's all caps okay. so this is the 900 pound gorilla need a drum roll yep yeah, Could you please tell me where God came from? How did the creator come into existence? He goes on to say, apparently nobody knows nothing about this issue. Or if someone does, he, she ain't talking to reveal the ultimate truth searchers such as myself would love to hear. Let me know what you and the gurus and angels you've studied and followed. I don't think he's, is he calling you guys gurus and angels?
0: I hope he's angels. I hope we're angels. No,
1: you know he's on the ones we've studied. So we've
0: yeah. got three frustrated guardian angels with us in the booth right now. Well, anyway, <laughs> anyway, he says, "Let me
1: know what uh, what you have to say on this." Uh, then he says, "Stay healthy and don't worry. Be happy. Peace, Richard." So, Richard, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, send a snail mail. Um, letter, which I think he sent in 1864, <laughs> and it finally got to us. So snail mail still works, thanks to the U.S. Postal Service. Yes. So we're excited about Thank that. Thank you, indeed. Yes. And so, wow. Okay. So here we go. Where does God come from? Like, how did the Creator come into existence?
2: Nope. No nope. show. <laughs> Pretty much, we're
1: done. We're, we're done. done. So this is going to be the shortest show. I don't know. EWTN is going to play silence. Where not is Doctor when you need him? Exactly. You know. We need Dr. Cravath. He answered
2: something like this on PragerU. Did he? Yeah. And so in five minutes.
1: So well, did you listen we to don't it? Yeah. We don't
2: need him. We don't need him. Seriously. I don't remember, man. It's so above my pay grade. Okay.
1: See, so then what I would challenge you and say is, he really didn't. I, I'm not. I'm not challenging Dr. Crave because he'd win. <laughs> Are but, you
2: challenging my brain? Is that where we're going to go with well, this? Well, I'm
1: just saying, don't quote him if you can't quote There's him. There's
2: got to be a gorilla coming in there somewhere. Nine
1: hundred pound gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> you're just. You're not nine hundred pounds, Tom.
2: I might be two or three biscuits short of one, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you will eat those biscuits. Um, no, so Guaranteed. So, so, uh, so I'm I'm going to challenge you and quoting Doctor Richard. Oh no, no, no! Yeah. no. That uh, that he obviously didn't answer it. If you can't convey,
2: right? right. I,
1: you're not a simpleton, Tom. You're thank an you. everyman. Oh, you really thank you. are. Thank you. So, so um, um, I mean, simple everyman. But that's not the point. <laughs> No, no, no. You really, I mean, you're like, you've got, I mean, you, you've made your way to this world. His
2: idea basically was, okay, so you are, you've got something in your brain that tells you that God exists. It's, it's not something that just someone told you. Because you exist, you realize that something out there created you. You yeah. didn't come from nothing. If
1: I'm a pessimist, though, you know, and I'm an atheist, Right, Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, that was just, no, that's guilt that was planted in your brain by your parents, or you were conditioned to think that way.
0: Could be. You could argue that. Well, so, and I think it's important, based on what you just said, to to point out the fact that when we process stuff like this, we do it from our own frame of reference, right? And our own frame of reference is that things have causes. You know, this caused this and and that's how we make sense of things. I mean that's fundamental to how the sciences grew, right? And how uh, a lot of our academic disciplines grew and how cause logic grew. I mean- yes, by uh, taking uh, stock of cause and effect and proving what was the cause and what was the effect and what wasn't um, so much of that is just intrinsically a part of our thinking that it, it it's natural for us to to think everything must have a, a cause yeah, and except an
1: origin where I challenge you I agree with you yeah and that's why that leads me to God by the way but but I'm going to tell you that's what science teaches and yet science doesn't believe that right science right. has become its own God sure right just by nature of looking at something like the Big Bang they're perfectly happy to say well all started with this Big Bang right I mean first there was nothing and then all of a sudden there was something this is the PragerU thing we were just right. listening to and it's like yeah okay so first there was nothing and then there was this Big Bang.
0: Well, it depends and no, on the science. But,
1: but, but no, no, well, but but right. Except most people are happy to with that saying. Well, it all started with a Big Bang, and it's like, well, how is that possible? Right, what what started the start? I mean, what was the the right, the, well, the first move from? Right? Right. right,
0: prime mover, and why is there something rather than nothing? Well, and, and you know, in fairness, the Big Bang theory it was developed by a priest, Father George Lemaitre, who actually was trying to honor God with that theory, right? And and proving that the that the universe had an origin. But the problem is, see, the scientists who are getting confused, they're forgetting the fact that the the physics is a study of the natural. Things within the sphere of the natural world. Things that are objects that are in being. And God is outside of time. God is outside yeah, of being. Yeah, but see, now,
1: now we're getting into a difficult place. Though. We are, yeah. Right, because you're outside of empirical science, right? You, you have to be to do that. Um, and most people don't want to get out of there. But
0: it's about bind. It's about setting boundaries on science and saying, like, this is the limit. The re- the thing that makes science thrive is 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 being able to place limits on it. Like one of the things that frustrates me the most about science, there are scientists out there right now with things like the multi the the multi world, the many worlds interpretation of the universe, where they'll take stuff from quantum mechanics where everything like you have all these electrons that are all in quantum superposition so every possible place of an electron could be it is simultaneously so then they say well let's let's extrapolate that to the larger scale and let's just say that every single possible universe that could be in existence necessarily is and it's like that's a leap that you're making you don't have proof of that You're extrapolating something that operates at the quantum level to the large scale. And what they're ultimately doing, I think the same thing applies for people who are obsessed with finding intelligent alien life, is they want a replacement for faith. They don't want there to be uh, a void there uh, that they can't fill in for the
1: origin of life, or, or and if they get there they don't they don 't get philo- philosophical about it, I think I mean based on the stuff that I read, it just seems like at that point they just go like well, let's just agree not to know yeah i mean let 's just we're content not to know, and we can't know, and so therefore we're not going to go into all that and and that may be um that's fine if people want to live that way but but Richard here is asking us where God came from, and so to find out where God came from we've got to spend a little time talking about you know who God is. Or what we propose that God is, or what God has revealed to us, to be able to understand all that. But going back to Doctor uh, Peter Kraft and mm-hmm. his and his thoughts, I mean, because some of what he, you were saying sounds a little bit like you know Descartes, you know, with "I think, therefore I am," right, right, or "Cogito, ergo sum," you know, just to quote a little Latin. There, but there in you go. the original French, it's "Je pense, donc je suis." You know, that's the way I'm sure he says it. You know, you know. there's some Frenchman out there going, <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> he just orders
2: a, a beignet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was how he say Big Mac right. in uh, in French. That's right. Uh, no, that was from his Discourse on the Method from the 1600s, mm-hmm. uh, Descartes. And and again, this has been used as one of the sort of proofs of the existence of God. And that is, essentially, there's something in us that seeks that which is not in us, right? That 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 knows that something else well, and Sam, and using your uh, your sort of expression, something caused. There's right. the, there's the prime mover or the first mover, right? And so necessarily something caused everything to move, right? And so if you if you think, therefore you are, mm-hmm. right? And so you or or you exist as another translation, but it's like I think, therefore I exist. <clears throat> if you if you look at it that way, then there there's a part of you where it's sort of like coded into your very being. That says there, there is order, Mm -hmm. there is design, there, there things work in an ordered way, and this is this is the way I usually go when I'm trying to help someone who's coming to me saying I don't believe in God. Yeah, is you help them say like, well, is there order? I mean, is there something that you identify as order? And if there is, then again, in my mind, necessarily something put it in in order, Mm -hmm. right? Order doesn't random. I mean. Chaos is the opposite of order, mm-hmm. right? Right by definition. So it's not a chaotic universe, unless you use that example of the monkey sitting in a typewriter. You know, there is there. You could calculate the odds that he'd write the entire works of Shakespeare down to right. the proper punctuation. Right. And we all, you know, think about that. Like, well, I guess it's possible, but really, it's impossible. <laughs> right. Right. Although I know a couple of smart monkeys, but I just <laughs> they're not that smart. Right. You know, and, and at the end of the day. There, there is order, and if there is order, then there was an orderer. Exactly. And, and that's where most people are. Um, now, that doesn't say where the orderer came from. Right. Right, so this is where we're going to, so our second half of our show, we're going to get to that. Because uh, if we tried to right now, we'd...
2: Before we get there, is the is the bar going to be open? Because I'm going to need to drink, I think.
1: <laughs> well, you can have some hot chocolate.
2: Oh, great. Yeah,
1: we can have some Thank hot you. chocolate. Maybe we'll spike it. I don't know if we'll do that or not, if that's a good thing or not, but we'll figure it out. we we'll
0: For this topic, maybe. <laughs> Just this one. Like St. Thomas Aquinas says, we'll drink till we're merry, but not to excess. There, there you go. You go. <laughs> that's like
1: a, he hasn't met Tom Dorian, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a break. Before we do that, i remind folks at home, we got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, send me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com.
0: And like us on Facebook, on Instagram and Twitter. Like and share our posts and comments on them. It makes a difference.
1: And pass the bourbon.
3: <laughs> I'm Bester Zemsky, and this is another great moment in church history. Just imagine what it would have been like to sit at the feet of one of the Twelve and hear the Gospel proclaimed firsthand from someone who saw, touched, walked, and talked with the Lord Jesus Himself. This is just what St. Polycarp did as a student of St. John, the last of the beloved Apostles to die. St. Polycarp was Bishop of Smyrna and a very holy man. As a member of the second generation of church leaders, he faced many new challenges, challenges even the original twelve apostles did not face. There were many early heresies, challenges to the truth of Christ and the authority of the church. But above all, Saint Polycarp was a man of God, and he faced these challenges head-on his entire life. He was a beacon of truth for the early church. The heretic Marcion, who taught error about the nature, existence, and relationship of good and evil, Matter and Spirit challenged St. Polycarp, demanding he recognize his heretical sect. Recognize us, Polycarp, he demanded. St. Polycarp responded, I recognize you, yes. I recognize the son of Satan. St. Polycarp was to give his life in service to the church, just as his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A very early document, The Martyrdom of Polycarp, tells the heroic story of his death. When in his 80s, St. Polycarp was arrested, he was offered the opportunity to save his own life if he would simply swear his allegiance to Caesar. To this request, St. Polycarp answered, If you imagine that I will swear by Caesar, you do not know who I am. Let me tell you plainly, I am a Christian. It was ordered that St. Polycarp be burned at the stake. As the fire was lit, witnesses heard a long and beautiful prayer uttered from the mouth of the saint. In part, they heard, Lord God Almighty, I bless you for having made me worthy of this day and this hour. I bless you because I may have a part, along with the martyrs, in the chalice of your Christ. As St. Polycarp said amen, his captor stoked the fire. But it is reported that the fire did not burn him. It miraculously formed an arch around him, causing him to resemble what the martyrdom document says was gold and silver glowing in a furnace. They finally had to stab him to death. St. Polycarp's feast day is February 23rd. I'm Bess Drosimski, and this is another great moment in church history.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff.
1: I think I'm Deacon Jeff, therefore, I am Deacon Jeff. (laughs) And, of course, I think you are Tom Dorian. Therefore, <laughs> Therefore
0: you, I might be.
1: You am Tom yes. Dorian.
0: Are we putting Descartes before the horse, guys? Yes.
1: <laughs> Very good. <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. Uh, anyway, uh, and you know what? We're, so we're sitting in the luxurious corner booth at Catholic Cafe, and joining us sort of uh, in uh, via snail mail is Richard from Red Bank, New Jersey. Nice. Asking, you know, just a little simple question. How did the Creator come into existence? You have know, we, we're have we we're, answered
2: him
1: yet? Oh, we're getting there. We <laughs> okay. we are we are getting there and uh and where we just left uh Descartes and we just you know, I think therefore I am and and all that stuff. And so uh you know, if we if only we had someone like C. S. Lewis to quote, I don't know, <laughs> something like that. Something random. So yeah. I do
0: happen to have a C.S. Lewis quote that came oh, to me as Deacon awesome. Jeff is wrapping up the first segment. Wow. And it's this Supposing there was no intelligence behind the universe, no creative mind. He
1: knows us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In that case, nobody designed my brain for the purpose of thinking. It is merely that when the... Atoms inside my skull happen, for physical or chemical reasons, to arrange themselves in a certain way. This gives me, as a byproduct, the sensation I call thought. But if so, how can I trust my own thinking to be true? It's like upsetting a milk jug and hoping that the, that the way it splashes itself will give you a map of London. But if I can't trust my own thinking, of course I can't trust the arguments leading to atheism, and therefore have no reason to be an atheist or anything else. Unless I believe in God, I cannot believe in thought, so I can never use thought to disbelieve in God.
1: Wow! See, so there's some, there's some, there's there's some intelligence there yes. on this planet, and and I I agree with that, uh, and don't think I haven't tried to spill the milk and, and and get a map of London. That's just one of the things I do as a hobby. <laughs> Uh, And uh, it's like, it's like, I can see you doing that. Yeah, it's uh, 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 lactography, I think is what it's called. (laughs) I'm not sure. I just invented a new science. You
0: did get a great picture of Big Ben at one point, but (laughs) it's a map I'm looking for, not a landmark. (laughs) (laughs) All that aside,
1: oh my goodness. Okay, lactography. That was really good. (laughs) Where did that come from? I I apologize to all of our (laughs) listeners. That was a long break, it's way too long. Uh, anyway, so here we are, and uh, and now we need to get to the big question: Where did God come from? Uh, and and honestly, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to let Richard down and say I don't know, Richard. <laughs> you're on your own. Go figure it out. But I guess That's I where can you're s- end up. Well, no, I I think I'm going to speak from personal, uh, my personal belief and personal experience, and and that is that uh, that in all of this, so so in the things we've talked about, we've mentioned like the Big Bang. Uh, science the empirical method we've we've talked about uh the idea of of thinking therefore you you are right and things like that where there's something ingrained or uh written into our dna uh that we're that, that when we've talked about order and if you look at all of those things for me um the reality is and and sam you also talked about sort of uh, seeking things that are outside ourselves right that, yes that are that are not empirically necessarily identifiable and and I think um, all of that, and where I land in all this is to say is it requires a leap of faith mm-hmm. i mean if you if you try you, we have we have a definition, we have a webster's you know dictionary definition of the word eternity, yeah. but we have no way of proving it out. we have no other than the thought of it. We have no way of actually defining um, eternity other than with words or conceptually, mm-hmm. right? And so what it requires is a leap of faith. It requires belief in something that you can't prove. Well,
0: here's something I would point to also, and it, it, we as Catholics believe that God is love, that God chose that to place that order upon himself. He freely chose Love to be the deepest grain of truth to the universe. And that's something that was revealed in scripture, granted. But if we take a step back and we really ask ourselves, is there something special about love? And love properly understood is willing the good for the sake of the other, for the sake of the other. And if you you lean into that for a second, you realize that love is a mystery love forgives and begs forgiveness there's an inner life to love right it's it's simultaneously it's a giving a yearning and a union it's there's love is the source of all virtue all all moral beauty right love is the thing if you have to ask yourself of all the problems in the world if everybody in the world freely chose to will the good of the other For the sake of the other, would every problem basically be solved? Uh, Yeah, it would be. And so if we can just sort of know that at a heart knowledge level, that there's more to love than just a PowerPoint presentation definition, and that it is really the thing that we all need individually and collectively, then we can point to it being the deepest grain of the universe, and at that point, if we can accept that philosophically, that that is the most valid first principle there is, so to speak, then from there, we can say that that is our God, <laughs> you know, and he has loved us and this universe into existence. And
1: and you know what? Uh, when, uh, Pope Benedict's first uh, encyclical, you know, Deus Caritas Est, God is love. Essentially, it defines God. It is God. And again, this is like, you know, does God exist? I know that God exists. How do you know? Because I know. All right? And in in the same way that I know my wife loves me and I know I love my wife, well, how do you know? In the same way, you can look at love as, as a... Uh, something that 's not measurable in an empirical scientific way other than to see like well, I got her flowers for valentine 's day, mm-hmm. even though I left them in the car and they froze but that 's not the point I, the, it was the, It was the thought that counted right um and and so if I, as I, and so I hear you Sam, and I hear all of this um, uh, esoterica here as we 're getting into sure, sure. right and and it 's and it 's true um it doesn 't specifically answer where God came from without saying that it requires a leap of faith, A, to believe in God, and B, to believe in eternity, to, to believe in the idea that something has always existed, right? And, and that's where we are. So, I mean, the short answer to where God came from, nowhere.
0: Well, except for one thing, like right now, the alternative that a lot of scientists are coming back to right now um, is to say that the universe was uncreated and eternal, and it has just always been there. You know, I already talked about the many worlds theory and the problems there. But you have to ask yourself there's sort of a philosophical implication there. If the universe just always was and was uncreated and it was just always existed, then the that means by extension that you each individually are become the source of all meaning, right? I, it's it's you, you that sort of is the basis for an existential approach. To think. Yeah, no,
1: no, I I agree 100. percent And the thing is, when if they if if I met a scientist who said that to me, I would say, well, then you might as well just believe in God at that point because it takes a leap of faith to believe that the universe always existed. That's true. So you yeah. so why don't you just leap on a faith that looks like it's kind of been around. In, in humanity for yeah, a long period in the of time. Direction. Right. And so because uh, um, to me it's like it's uh, my favorite bumper sticker I've never created but it like it takes faith to be an atheist. Mm-hmm. Right? You've got to believe that God doesn't exist. Right. Well, you might as well, you know, was it Occam's razor, you sure. know, where you're essentially just let's hedge our bets here. Right. Um and and the but the thing is I I I look to order and I look to design and I look to harmony and I look to peace and I look to those things like that Richard says when he signs his letter peace Richard you know don't worry be happy and I think that Richard uh, uh, believes in God and I think you know and he and he probably uh, the philosopher in him wants to know like where God came from and I would just say Richard God didn't come from anything or anyone. Yeah.
0: Right? the sheer act of to be itself according to St Thomas Aquinas. Well, and
1: that makes perfect sense to me cuz I'll never be able to prove that one way or the other until I'm standing in the beatific vision.
0: I am that I am. You know, I am who I am depending on how you translate and it. And
1: the key to all of this, I think, I agree, and, I, and the key to all of this is is essentially free will. And you you brought up love and 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 spoke eloquently about love and that God is love and and that is uh, at the heart of who God is and how we detect and find and know God is through love. And if you stop and think about it, love is something that is of free will, right? So we have to have free will to determine uh, to, to be in love, right? Because I've always tell, told people, you know, you know, if you had a nice young lady you want to go out with, I mean, if you, if you threatened her with a shotgun and said, do you love me? And she said, yes, would you believe that she loved you? And everyone says, well, of course not. That's ludicrous. Because it's forced. It's coerced. It's like, well, so for love to exist, for God to exist, there has to be a free will, faithful, right? I, you have to believe it to be true. He chose love. God chose love. And he gave right. us
0: freedom to enable us to make that same choice. So, Richard,
1: God didn't come from it. So it's a false question, right? God <laughs> yeah. didn't come from anything. God is love, love has always existed, and God has always existed, yep. right? And we can't prove it, we just have to believe it mm-hmm. in the, at the very heart. And so that's where we leave this, uh, maybe still unanswered, but I'm comfortable. And I hope, Richard, you're more comfortable. Thank you for your wonderful letter. Uh, and let's just ask the, the Blessed Virgin to uh, to walk with us on this this journey of mystery. Mm-hmm.
0: or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation, one cup of coffee at a time.